Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Remember the Thai Cave Rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray talk about AEW Dynamite and the big debut of Nick Wayne. Also, in the world of the WWE... We talk to one of the greats, and who I believe, when he finally decides to hang it up, first ballot Hall of Famer, The Miz, joins us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The one and only, The Miz. Miz, how are you, and thanks for the time today. I'm doing always awesome, and uh, it's an absolute honor to be on here with Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer. Uh, I feel like I haven't so- spoken to Tommy Dreamer. We were actually talking uh, before this actually aired how excited I was to see Dreamer, and he was not excited at all to see me. It's not Zero true. Zero excitement whatsoever. So anyone that's listening right now, when I saw Dreamer on this Zoom call, Bully, did I not go, Dreamer, oh my God, I haven't talked to you in ages. This is incredible. And what did Dreamer do? Good to see you, Mike. Yeah, that's all I got. I was in, I was in like mode. Like I thought I was in a WWE event, like Pyro's going off, Dreamer's music hits. He's in this big stance. I'm giving him the whole thing. And he just goes, Hey, Miss. Good to see you, man. Wow. You're great. Great to see you. Captain Excitement. I also see your entire life on social media, so I kind of feel like I see you every day of every second. Yeah, I do do uh, uh, I do do a lot of social media. I enjoy a good TikTok and Instagram and a good reel, a thread, <laughs> yep. if I may. And normally, I ask you to be in my fantasy football, and you tell me no, and then I wait for you until next. I'm in week. so many. Do you have any idea how many fantasy football leagues I am in? I'm in like six, and I'm a dad. I have a five year old and a three and a half year old dreamer. I don't okay. think you understand what I'm going through. I understand. Because I'm not married to someone in the wrestling business or have two children either. Anyway, but you know what? I'm not on the weakest <laughs> <older>. link. <laughs> I am on the weakest link. And uh, let me tell you something. The weakest link reminded me of when I was on the challenge back in my real world days. Because in this sort of weakest link, you can vote people off. And you got to have friends in this thing. It's not necessarily about who's the smartest. It's who plays the game the best. And I am very good at being sneaky, 
and deceiving. And I used to do really well on the challenges and I plan on doing really well in the weakest link because I am very smart. So if you don't have to be that smart, you don't have to be that good. It's just who plays the game the best. It's just like pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you got to play the game. Play the game, my friends. Now, Bully, weren't you on the weakest link at one point? Yes, I was on. I was on this the second uh, the second one with me, Devon, Austin, Deborah, Kane, and me and Kane were the last two, and uh, and I lost to Kane, who is very very smart. It's, it's a great. Is, is it is it he's the a, same? He's a mayor now? You lost to a mayor of like yeah. Knoxville. Yeah, at least I didn't lose to Devon. That would have been atrocious. Now, Miz, I, I've known you for a long, long time. I've pretty much known you since your birth in wwe like you said you started on uh a show pretty much johnny uh, pretty much i mean you literally were one of the people that signed me yeah i know but <laughs> i don't want to put myself over i love yeah yeah i guess whatever i mean you could get, have a little bit more enthusiasm i mean i've been there for 20 years people said i was going to be fired within three months that didn't happen and now I'm there for 20 years. You should be a little bit more ecstatic with that. Like, I would imagine you'd brag about it. Like, yeah, I signed him. I am super Most of the time, that's because. That's why we're being David shocked right now. I'm super proud of the success you've had in your life, buddy. Um, I don't even know what I was going to say. Basically, are you smart? I don't know if how smart you are. And you I understand it's about smart. playing the game. You've been there for 20 years. How do I know, know if I'm but smart like, or not? You know me 20 years. I'm a, I consider myself a genius at pro wrestling. I Give think you're a very facts. smart man. I, I don't you know do how I would weakest, survive the weakest link. How are you practicing? How are you? Are you, what are you doing now? You're reading. You I, I read every day to my daughters. I, I read, you know, uh, green eggs and ham. Uh, I don't know how that will help me in the weakest link. I don't know what will help me in the weakest link. I could literally study everything and they'll ask me a random question that, I didn't study. So there is no studying for the weakest link. You go on there and you just use the knowledge that you have had, uh, that I have had for 42 years. What Play other game w on your phone? Play the game on your phone where it asks you a I question. Was, I graduated with honors from Normandy High School. I went to the Harvard of the Midwest, Miami of Ohio. So nice. I am a, a, a an absolute genius. What other WWE superstars are going to be on weakest link with you, Miz? Well, we have the New Day, Big E, uh, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, who literally has a PhD. Oh, and then you have one. Becky Lynch, uh, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Seth Rollins. I mean, all very smart, viable winners in this. So I'm up against some very strong players. Now, are you playing for charity? Uh, yes. And which charity are you playing for? I always play for Connor's Cure. Um, it, you know, it's trying to raise money for pediatric cancer. Um, once I went to uh, Pittsburgh and saw where the money goes and who it helps and got to meet the kids, um, right then and there, it, it sold my heart to this charity. You know, Miz, you, you are such a great representative for the WWE. Uh, and like you said now, you've been doing it for 20 years. And Listen, nobody really doubted you. You and I know that. Nobody doubted that you were going to be such a big superstar. Um, but at the same time... No, everyone doubted me. I was going to say every you, single you person doubted me. Doubted you me. doubted me, David. I you doubted, doubted you? me. Yes, I mean, 100. You were like the, the captain of the doubters. Oh, my WWE God. WWE doubted him. They said well, that the WWE ECW to say save this. his life. When, I will <laughs> say this. When he was on the cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated and was the number mm -hmm. one... 
on the 500 rankings, there was a part of me that was a little bit upset. But, Miz, that was years ago. A little I'm- bit. Everyone was – even Pro Wrestling Illustrated was upset. Their whole article about me was how we can't believe we did this. We're slapping ourselves. We can't believe we should rip this thing up because the Miz is number one. But 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 to my credit, and this happened years ago, I I went on bended knee and I apologized to you because I had to eat crow, which I think a lot of people did when it came to you and your career. And obviously we're so far away where I think you've proven yourself a thousand times over. I think everybody would agree that's listening to this show right now that whenever you decide to retire, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that as well. And like I said, you are a representative of the WWE. And it seems like for somebody, like you just said, married, two children, and it doesn't seem like you're slowing down at all. You're still always doing these events. You're still doing things like the weakest link to represent the WWE. Is there a time when you think that you might start to slow down? Whenever my body tells me I need to start slowing down, but right now I feel like I'm still in my prime. I feel like I'm putting together matches that are main event caliber. Uh, I feel like I'm bringing out new things, things that people haven't seen before. Um, I feel like the youth movement in WWE, the younger crowd that's coming in is, is revitalizing me and uh, making me want to be faster, be better, do better. And I think the product right now is at its highest. I mean, you look at, the, the crowds, I mean, we're sold out everywhere. This is the first time where sometimes when, you know, you ask for, you know, can I get some tickets? They're like, sorry, we're sold out. And it's like, wait, what? You're kidding me? Like, we're in Savannah, Georgia. What do you mean we're sold out? It's like, yeah, we're sold out. And so it's been incredible. I think Cody Rhodes has been, you know, doing incredible job. Roman Reigns, his storyline with the bloodline has been impeccable. Uh, Seth Rollins, every time he walks out, the fans are singing his to his praise. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, who maybe two years ago, you people were thinking, ah, he's not going to get it. We're not sure. Now he is the most over heel in professional wrestling. And it is fun to watch. He's a he's a person who is is a student of the game, even though he's a you know a child from uh, obviously the legendary Rey Mysterio. You know, you look at Dominic and what he's doing right now; it's impeccable. He can't even get a word out. That's how much heat he has, and so it is fun to watch. It motivates me, and no, I'm not slowing down. I mean, hell, right now I'm promoting WWE at the American Century Championship, playing golf uh, all weekend uh, for for Peacock. So uh, I'm nonstop. Uh, I always prided myself on being a hard worker and dedicated, and that's what I'll continue to do. With Miz, all the great, though, go ahead. In your opinion, you talked about the youth movement, obviously Dom being young, hottest heel right now, him being a student of the game. What are you witnessing that um, makes you realize that Dom is separating himself? What, what's the extra that he's putting into this that makes you know that he is a student of the game? The ability to be a sponge, um, you know, in this in this in this game, sometimes people will will take information and not utilize it, or they they'll just blow it over. Dominic not only sits there and tries to understand it, but he goes and utilizes it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But he takes the knowledge that is given to him and he tries to put it out there. And I think he's doing a tremendous job. I think the Judgment Day is doing great. I think that group all in itself. You got Finn as like in my head, like 
Finn and Priest are like kind of the leaders, like, you know, veteran. They kind of they kind of been around for a long time, whether it was independence or here in WWE. Um, and then, you know, Finn's been not necessarily, I mean, over, uh, I don't, I, I guess I can say that I'm busted open, you know, Finn's been over, not just in WWE, but on the indie circuit as well. And so they have that cool factor. And I always look at Finn Balor as just a cool, like, he's so cool. Like his, the, whether, whether it's his gear, the weather, the, how he talks, the way he presents himself, the way he wrestles, it's just cool. And you look at Dominic and you look at Rhea and Rhea Ripley is just a force to be reckoned with in the women's division. And you look at the women that we have now, you know, that are really, you know, doing great things, you know, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. I mean, it's fun to watch every, every part of WWE is fun to watch. Uh, I was going to say, you've literally done it all um, in wrestling. Also, you're doing stuff like The Weakest Link. I, I've I've watched you. You're always entertaining on all shows like this, and I, I can't wait to watch it, which I totally look forward to watching it. There's one thing that I realized that you have not done, and it's a brand new direction because you named a lot of people. There's one title you haven't won in WWE, correct? One title? I mean, that's Seth Rollins. It's a brand new title, though. There you so, go. I mean, I'll have to get that. I mean, I've had everything else twice. So, uh, you know, but who's counting, right? Uh, but yeah, like uh, that is just that gave is you new creative. That, yeah, I, I look at that and I go, ooh, you know, and it's funny, uh, you know, Champa, uh, who I think is just immensely talented, kind of did bring a spark out in me. And he was just talking about how you keep losing, losing. And honestly, I think the best miss is the miss with a chip on his shoulder. Um, and, you know, with a victory last Monday, I feel like I can get back to my ways to where I can go against a Seth Rollins and, and, and give him a, a run for his money. And uh, I would love to hold that title um, for the first time. That'd be amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm always looking to, to do that. But if it's not in my cards as of yet, I will build myself and build myself until that day comes. Always Miz, prepare for that opportunity. Miz, you've experienced some of the highest of the highs and lowest of the lows in your career in WWE. When you're at a bit of a low, when you're not being used, what has kept you so motivated? Um, you know, sometimes you're not going to have the the main event storyline and it's your job as a wwe superstar that if you get one minute on monday night raw friday night smackdown you better make it a meme worthy a talked about worthy minute and i tell this to all the younger guys who are like yeah but they're not you know my storyline isn't here i don't have a storyline yeah but do you have time on the show if you have time on the show you have an ability to connect with an audience and it sucks because one minute sometimes isn't enough time, but you have to figure it out. You have to, or you're not going to make it as, as a main event. And by the way, once you start doing those one minutes where you start making meme worthy, talk about worthy, then it comes two minutes. Then it becomes three minutes. Then you get that main event storyline. And guess what? Then when that main event storyline goes away, you're still able to keep yourself in that level. And that's what I've been able to do. I didn't real, I didn't do that the first time I had the WWE championship 10, uh, 12 years ago. When I had the WWE championship, I was in, I had the main event caliber. I was like, oh, I was in every main event. But once I lost that title, I lost that main event storyline. I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to get myself back into it until I would say 
maybe five years later. And that's when it, something clicked in me. And I was like, this is how I do it. This is how I build myself. Whenever I'm not in the main event caliber stuff, this is how I insert myself into something that is relevant, that means something. You know, Miz, you mentioned about being in the main event at WrestleMania. I said earlier that whenever you decide to retire, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You made it clear about your story about you've always been a fan. This is something you always wanted to do. Do you look back at your career and say, wow, like, you know, do you smell the flowers? Do you understand what you've been able to accomplish in this business? Yeah, are you kidding me? I mean, anytime you can stand in a ring at Royal Rumble and a surprise, Bully Ray Dudley comes out and just gives a bowl full of fire. I mean, and you could take that comeback. I'm doing it all day, every day. You kidding me? I, mean, honestly, I, I, I say it. I say it every time, dude. I give you your props. You got me over to the moon with your. I mean, do you remember that pop? Do you, I mean that pop was enormous? I would. I got goosebumps when when it came out. I, I appreciate that, but I, I always say thank you to you because without that expression on your face, without the, that camera catching that facial, it's not as big of a moment. And your look of shock just. I, I, I always say it got me over. So thank you. Absolutely, man. I mean, honestly, I, I've been able to do some of the most amazing things in WWE and in professional wrestling, things that I never thought I, I could have ever imagined. So I'm always very appreciative of it. I'm appreciative to everyone that's ever stepped foot in the ring with me because, you know, every time you're in the ring with someone, it's, alert, it's an opportunity to learn and to figure things out. And to create something that people will take away that will last a lifetime. Uh, the weakest link this Monday, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time. What and a great transition, David. What a great transition. <laughs> I mean, we'll take away mem uh, memories that will last a lifetime. And the weakest link will be on. Wow, what a great trend. You are a true professional, hey, Greco. My yeah, God. Well, you know, just like you, I'm going into Hall of Fame at the end of August. All right, Monday night on, <laughs> on NBC, 10 p.m. Eastern time, streaming on Peacock as well, Miz. Seriously, what you've been able to accomplish, uh, what you've been able to do, from going from somebody who was a fan to main eventing WrestleMania to being a locker room leader to understanding the business and breaking it down like you do. Seriously, thank you so much for everything that you do. Uh, and thank you so much for taking the time today. Always. Anytime for you guys. Dreamer, it, it was amazing seeing you. Fully incredible seeing you, my friend. <laughs> David, always a pleasure. Thank Good you. Luck Good, luck. On the weakest Good luck on the weakest link. And we hope you raise a lot of money for Connor's Cure. Oh, yeah. Later, guys. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Tommy, what did you think of the debut of Nick Wayne? I thought he had a great debut, um, way better than me at 18 years old when I debuted. Uh, yes, he has been seasoned. He's been doing this a long, long time. Um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more being humble um, in the sense of this is your first time on television. He looked it when he walked out, but then it's also in your work, turning your back towards your opponent. And of course, you know, Taz and Excalibur both said, hey, that's a rookie move. But then after hitting a big move and putting your hands out for the adulation and cheers of the crowd, if you look at the one, two, three kid, you know, a different time, different scenario, just you want to be humble in your debut or humble when you first get called up. If, if you look at, you know, baseball, man, Yankees have a similar situation with a young player being called up and he was struggling when he first came on, when he hit his home first home run, what adulation for him. And you kind of want to see that as well. Love the match. Uh, They did a lot. Um, Also kudos to Taz and Excalibur 
for doing their homework about the rivalry that the guys have. We have seen clips of it on AEW, um, you know, where Darby Allen gave him his contract that was following a match with Swerve. It's a, uh, it's a very, very nice story for, uh, you know, a kid who's unfortunately lost his father at a, a very, very early age. And uh, he's now living the dream as well. Something that he's wanted to do his entire life. Bully, your thoughts on the match with Nick Wayne and Swerve Strickland last night on Dynamite. My favorite part of the match was the finish and not the finishing move. The finish as in Nick Wayne's shoulders got pinned to the mat for the one, two, three. It was a very important reason why we came back with that song Dream On by Arrowsmith, which has that very important line. uh, You got to learn how to lose before you learn how to win. This is why I gave Izzy the same advice this past Tuesday. Lose your first match. People who win their first match, I'm not going to say everybody, but it normally leads to not great things as their career goes on sometimes. It's a humbling thing. Learning how to lose, learning how to deal with defeat, learning how to, to deal with the agony of defeat, learning how to soak it in and it makes you tougher and it makes you stronger. The old saying that which does not kill me makes me stronger. He's 18 years old. He has a very long career ahead of him and I'm already into him based on his story. I don't care if he wins or loses less. Actually, I I do care uh, because in him losing now, it makes me want to see him win more. Let me see, let me feel the kid struggle. I already know what he struggled with in real life with the passing of his dad and him sitting on that ring apron where his mom had to tell him that his dad passed away. I'm, I feel for the kid. I'm into the kid. This is where Tommy's humble thing also comes in. Also, don't forget what got you to this point. All right. Just because you're on TV last night doesn't mean a damn thing where you're going to start playing up to the crowd. Hey, look at my move. Don't chase the hug. It's a very rookie mistake, but it's going to happen. Hopefully somebody pulled him on the side. last. Hopefully Taz pulled him on the side last night and said, here's why you don't want to do that anymore. But I love the fact that he lost. um, And we're along for the ride with Nick Wayne. And I thought they've done a good job telling his story and he did a good job last night telling his own story yeah no, I, I, uh, oh go ahead tommy just sorry from and personal... I'm gonna t- but before t- I, don't make me forget i want to tell you guys a story from 1992 as soon as tommy's done well mine will be from 1991 it was the first time i did lose and yes i had a whopping six matches in two years but i was undefeated in those two years And then I went to work for somebody else because normally I was working for my trainer, Johnny Rods. And I work for a total different promoter, never work. It's like, okay, blah, 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 blah. And then like, he told me I was losing. And in my head, I'm like, wait, I'm losing. And I was just like in, and then I'm like, why do I have to lose? And I didn't say anything because I also understand it's my job, but I had that like, and then for the first time, I was like, wait, am I not good enough? Why doesn't this person see that I'm a winner? And it's so stupid because how does Tommy Dreamer really get over in his career? By losing. 
And, but that simple thing that bully said, he, he he's correct. Because when the first time a promoter had to tell me I was losing, I had self-doubt. And was it self-doubt or was it, and I'm not using the word ego in a negative sense. You're, you were brainwashed into having an ego because you had won your first six matches. So you were like, I'm Tommy dreamer. I'm I'm the hottest new kid on the block. I don't lose matches. Your ego kicked in. And then I mean, not consciously, not a conscious ego, uh, a subconscious ego, because you already won six matches. And that's the negative shit that can happen to somebody who wins too much. Uh, I I just watched the whole Bill Walton uh, documentary on ESPN. Great. He went 88 and 0 in his college career. And then when they lose the first game, he's like, wait, what? And then when he went to the pros and he's not the star, he's like, wait a minute. And that happens. And and it is, it's, it's, it's a combination of both. It's also being a mark, being a mark for yourself. And then the other part when, and bully talks about it too. And thank God, thank God had him in my life for every other reason, my dad. And he was just like, um, how much money have you made with this professional wrestling thing? And I was just like, literally nothing in two years, not one time did I get paid. And he was just like, and how are you going to do this? How are you going to pay a mortgage? How are you going to, I was like, I live at home. How are you going to pay for health insurance? You pay for it. How are you going to pay for your car? You pay for it. I'm not going to be doing that. Once you turn 21, you need, if this is your career, you need to take it as a business. And then I also told you, he took 10% of everything he Verngagne'd me, brother. He took 10% of everything I made. How much you make? $50. Give me five. But dad, gas, hotel, give me $5. Years later, he gave me that money back. But he showed me the lesson and the value of pro wrestling or the value of if this is going to be a hobby, if you're going to walk around being a bouncer delivering pizza but saying you're a pro wrestler, as opposed to this is my occupation, my job, my business, whole next level. Continue. Tommy, did you ever send a VHS tape to the WWE or to WCW or any major promotion when you were starting off in the business? Yes. And when you sent that tape, hopefully we get the right answer here. Uh, When you sent that tape, what was the finish of the match? I was over, brother. Come on now. So you sent tapes in of yourself going over? Oh, yeah. Okay. 18-minute matches, too. I'm now, sure whoever looked at it loved it. Probably. I had that job later. Probably not <laughs> the best ideas. But, Dave, here's a story I don't think I've ever told on the air before. If I have, it's only been once. Around late, around, I'm going to say it's 93. Summer of 93, I'm working the front door at Bar Anticipation in Belmar, bouncing. And up comes on two Harley Davidsons, Diamond Dallas Page and Bam Bam Bigelow. God rest his soul. And Shane McMahon is sitting on the back of either Bammer's bike or, or DDP's bike. I'm not sure which one. So I'm like, holy shit, 
Diamond Dallas Page, Bam Bam Bigelow, Shane McMahon. You know, I, I'm, I'm just starting off in the business. I probably got a year and a half, maybe two years under my belt. I want to make sure that these guys come in and have a great time. I introduce myself to them, yada, yada. They go in, drinking on the house, blah, blah, blah. End of the night comes. It's time for them to leave. And I, and I said to Shane, I said, um, can I ask you for a piece of advice? He goes, I said, how do I go about getting a job? What do I have to do? What are the right channels? He says, send a tape of yourself to the Stanford office. Send us a match and a promo. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. And he said, just make sure you send a match with you doing the job. And I, and it took, it took years to understand. They don't, if you're going to send a tape in and they're going to watch this tape, they want to know that you're humble enough to lose and show them that you know how to lose. Anybody can send in a tape of themselves going over. How many people actually send in a tape with themselves losing? You're showing them right up front that you understand the business and you're willing to do business. It's very important for young wrestlers to learn and understand the importance of laying down. Promoters love it when you lay down. The more you show them you lay down, the more faith they'll have in you. And the more you lay down, sometimes the better it is for your career. And I always use Tommy as an example. Like I told you at the beginning of the show, and laying down just doesn't have to be take the one, two, three. Laying down can be bumping, selling, registering. Like I told you, I would have bumped for Big Bill last night. And I'm 6'3", 290. I'm not 5'10", you know, 215. So the, the importance of last night and Nick Wayne doing the job. He's already gotten over with his story. Now... I'm going to be invested him in him every week because I want to see him win. Somebody called into After Dark last night, disagreed with me, gave me his reason why. My immediate example, Mikey Whipwreck. Tommy, how long did it take Mikey Whipwreck to win a match? Forever. We made a big deal of Mikey Whipwreck delivering his first ever offensive move, which was a forearm. The kid finally fought back. <clears throat> if we could take the Miz interview to Nick Wayne, he used every minute. He really did. The one thing, because, uh, man, I hate when you say these things because it's my brain. Mikey Whipwreck, when his first match, when he knocked a guy down on his knees, scrambled, hooked the leg, went for a cover, one-two kick out, because I want to win my first ever match. He never gloated when he did have his facials of like, what, I didn't win with that? Okay, cool, because you don't have an established finish. You don't have the commentator told me what his finish was, but it's not established on television. Um, those little things mean the world, not just for today, but for the rest of your career. So many times where I'll be watching matches and I'll be like, uh, when did you ever go to try to win this match? Bottom line, isn't about women winning and losing. It's a com It's a competition. Well, I want to come in fourth out of five. No, you don't. You want to win. If you're booked to come in fourth, cool. Royal Rumble. Well, I'm not winning. Cool, but you're number 13. Make that 13 number 
mean amazing things for you. So that's capitalizing every minute. And I thought the kid did a great job doing it. I, I, I might've missed this moment in time last night. So catch me up real quick. When the match ended, did they go right to a different package or did they, did they give time for Nick Wayne to come up? Do you guys remember? I'm going to go back and, you know, during this conversation, I'm going to go back and bring it up because I want to clarify it for sure. If it was Uh, me, Dave, just uh so you know, if I was the agent of this match, let's say the match was booked out for 10 to 12 minutes. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. I would have backed out of the, uh, of the match. I would have wanted to have left one full minute on the back end. So that after Swerve beat Nick, Swerve gets out of the ring, Nick stays down on the mat, and then finally gets to his feet. Because well, those people would have given him stand-up of it. Is that what happened? They What happened is, and I'm watching it back right now as we're talking, the, the end of the match happens. Uh, Nick Wayne is flat on his back. He's not moving. He got pinned, and, he, and he's not moving. He's flat out. Uh, Darby Allen comes down from, cause he was watching it at the top of the entrance ramp. He comes down to check in on him. They show a close up of his mom's face. She looks very concerned. Um, and then Aubrey kneels down by, by Nick Wayne. And then they show a close up of, of swerve outside the ring and him walking away from the ring, but they cut away. Uh, Nick Wayne is still flat on his back on the mat. I, I understand the reasoning or the rationale of bringing Darby back down because Nick Wayne said in the, in in his promo that he didn't have a father figure in his life anymore. And I guess Darby is going to take on that father figure esque role. I understand why they shot the mom personally. I would have left it all on Nick Wayne. I would have backed time out of the match so that while he was laying there and after swerve went to the back, Nick Wayne, finally gets to his feet in the middle of that ring, Saskatoon would have given him a standing ovation. And I bet you, and we didn't see it, obviously, because they did cut away after that, though it was about a full minute after the match that they showed. But I can almost guarantee, Bully, without even being there, that he probably did get a standing ovation once he got back to his feet. Because watching this match back, and and over any other match that we saw last night, the fans were on their feet for almost the entire match. And there were a couple of times that they were chanting, this is awesome. And listen, I totally agree. And obviously you guys are the masters of the ring. You guys are the veterans. You guys know better than anybody else. I a hundred percent agree that there's no way that Nick Wayne should have won that match last night. I don't think you get anything from a Nick Wayne victory. Uh, Swerve is what a 12 year veteran in the business so it's hard for me to buy in that somebody in his first ever match is going to beat somebody like Swerve Strickland. And I thought it was a great story because Tommy going back to where he did get cocky and he did try to chase the hug during the match. But what happened when he did do that? Swerve took advantage of it and got back the offense when he turned around and tried to get adulation from the crowd. And the commentators did a great job. Like you said, Taz saying rookie mistake. Um, and when did Nick Wayne get the advantage is when is when Swerve disrespected him. And there was a time when he actually got frustrated by it. But really, if you think about it, like it was a good story that they told in the ring last night. Great story. Great match. Um, here, here's the other side of it. 
it's your first match on national television. I'm, I don't care how many years you've put in prior to this. There's so much more, uh, you know, it, it's literally getting called up from the minors to the major majors. And um, even though you've worked with the same person, it's, it's, trust me, it's different. Um, when you do things like that, you're going to have two types of people you'll have one that are just really in the but if you keep doing it people be like well why is this 18 year old so smug and they'll turn on you in a dime Mm -hmm. because of your age same thing that got you to the dance which is your talent but also your story and how young you are those same people will turn on you you don't want that you have so much talent and ability couldn't be happier for you and your family and then you know to bully's point if you remember the Super Bowl, Eagles and Chiefs, what was one of the biggest stories? Travis and Jason Kelsey. And what did they show after the Super Bowl? They have the confetti's going off. They show the mother. And the mother is going to console her son that lost. And then later she consoles the son that wins. I mean, what an amazing book story that just happened in, in the Super Bowl. But the that's real life. I mean, we also saw it with, uh, you know, this is a different one, but Brett Owen, and, you know, losing in front of your mom where, oh my God, I lost in front of my, you know, my family and my friends, but no man, you're actually a winner for actually doing it. Yeah. So there you go. And I liked it too, that, you know, he went for, I guess like that Rana off the top rope and Swerve countered it, you know, threw him back down to the mat, which later on you know, came to the jam driver. But I like that as well. It's like, dude, you're going up against somebody that's got experience. It's been there, done that. When you try to do something like that, you're going to get caught. It's going to get countered. And that happened during that match last night. With all the offense that Nick got in that match, listen, the experience at the end of the day is going to bite you in the ass. And that's exactly what happened in the story they told in the ring last night. And you're doing it with someone. I I wrestled Shane Strickland. He's awesome. He is great. Uh, look at Hit Row without him. Not doing as great when we're talking about a leader of a group and what happens to that group if the leader's not there. And it's nothing against them. It just happens. Um, and he's another guy who can move for move, counter for counter, everything that that same kid can do. And by kid, I mean Nick Wayne. Yeah. And, you know, moving forward with a kid like a Nick Wayne, hopefully he's not just the flavor of the night or the flavor of the week. He's young. He's got this career ahead of him. They've invested time and money in his story already. What he will eventually need, much like every other babyface, he'll eventually need the right heel breathing down his neck. And the right heel breathing down his neck, you, you you can go a bunch of different ways. Personally, if I was writing this, there's some heel that will step up saying, I never liked your father. Blah, blah, blah. Now, Nick Wayne's story of wanting to do this for his dad and the heel saying, I never liked your dad, that's emotional investment like that right there. And now the little, you know, the, not Nick's not little, but, you know, the, the, the young underdog has to fight for his own family name, plus the fact that this big bad heel didn't like his father. 
Busted Open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.